I think rosacea is, you know, you get the superficial blood vessels mm. and quite superficially onto the skin. So you can get a flare up. So it looks very red. Now, some people might confuse it with acne rosacea because they can look quite similar. And a good way to test it is basically you stretch your skin and you just feel it. If there's bumps underneath, so like comodomes, as in what they call an acne, then that's more acne rosacea. But if you don't have any of the small bumps, but it's just, you know, just red, um, a flush, if you like, then that's more rosacea. And usually in the, they call it the butterfly area, you know, the cheeks and a bit of the nose as well, really, you know. So that's kind of, that's kind of, no one really knows what causes rosacea, you know, the exact cause. And most people, if you have it, you can never get rid of it. You know, it's just, it's so, the key is to find what your triggers are mm. and try to reduce them, you know. Right. Either eliminate them, reduce them, or manage them. Welcome to Your Body's Way, a podcast for all of you health-conscious humans out there who want to nourish, move, and take care of your body your way. Not the diet book's way or even my way. Your journey to find your body's way through all of the noise and nonsense starts right here, where I'll be presenting and breaking down all of the current popular health practices so you can make intelligent choices that work for you and you alone. You know what they say, if the shoe fits, so I encourage you to take on what sounds tempting and to reject what doesn't. So let's dive into your journey to becoming the person you know you can be. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Your Body's Way. Today I have the absolute pleasure of introducing you to the amazing Dr. Terry Long. She is a um, female skin health specialist working from the incredible Harley Street in London. And we had such a lovely conversation, first of all, just catching up about London because I'm from London and I miss it so much. And it was really lovely. She kind of gave me a breakdown of what the weather was like and, um, you know, what the atmosphere was like at the time. So it was it was a really lovely um, topic to talk about in the beginning. But we discussed the effects of rosacea and what rosacea is and what the root causes possibly are because there are possibly so many. So, um, but the good news is Dr. Terry Long breaks it all down for you. Basically, um, medications given by doctors, they often just mask the problem. They don't actually solve the problem from the inside out. So Dr. Terry gives you a really good understanding of the different types of root causes to look out for and how to go about fixing them from the inside out. Now, this doesn't just go for rosacea, this goes for many, many other skin conditions like acne um, and different types of eczema and um, any skin related issues, they have a similar um, group of root causes that they could come from. So that's what we basically dive into today. And I really hope you enjoy it. She explains it so, so well. She's so knowledgeable and I just learned so much. And, you know, I've made some changes to my skin routine after this conversation. So I really hope that you enjoy it and you get something out of it. So without further ado, please meet Dr. Terry Long. Thank you so much, Dr. Terry Long. I am so happy to meet you and to chat to you today. Um, I know that you're in Harley Street right now in central London, just my my home. I miss it so much. How is it over there at the moment? You said the sun's shining, right? The sun is shining, which is nice. You know, and I think slowly tourists are coming back. And I don't know, I like it when it's not so busy. So they can just walk through the shops and walk through the parks and just observe people, people watching. I think it's yeah. nice. I think London's a great place to people watch. Oh, it's a fab to people watch. I really miss it. I miss sitting in the cafes um, yes. 
having a coffee and just watching everyone kind of rush by like there's always some sort of drama going on on the streets (laughs) like there's always something interesting to watch over there I just I miss it on my heart but um what I did want to bring up with you first is I read a lot about you before we had this conversation (laughs) and I read that you're from Malaysia Yes, and I'm surprised that you told me that your dad's from Malaysia. Yes, yes, because I don't look like Chinese yeah, you don't look, at all. No. <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm half. Like my dad is full oh Chinese Malaysian. Um, I just okay. took my um English side more so, so I look more English for sure. Okay. But um, I've never been to Malaysia, what? and I'd love to go. I it's know, amazing. I know. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. The food's amazing. It's just people's amazing. It's just I don't know because it's multicultural, multiracial mm, yeah. as well. So it's you know lots of festivals, lots of. I lo- I love the morning markets, the night markets, the street foods. I love oh, yes. yeah Malaysia. They are well known for their street foods. Yeah, um, and like you said, multicultural. I just mm. I love the cuisine. Like you've got the curries, and then you've got yes. the the Indian influence, the Chinese influence, yes, they're and they're together. kind of mixed together. Yes. I just oh god, I love it so much. Um, but oh gosh, we could talk about Malaysia for a long time. But I, um, I suppose we better get to the topic of the yes. day. And you are um, a specialist. You're a doctor in skin health, right? Yes. Um, so we'll talk about um, mainly rosacea today, but mm. also we'll kind of dabble in the others. Um, but before I ask you to kind of introduce yourself and kind of let everyone get to know you, I just first of all wanted to ask, are all skin conditions, um, do they all have a similar, do they all come from similar root causes? So can we talk about skin conditions as a whole today? Or is rosacea literally one podcast in itself? Acne is one podcast in itself. Eczema, like, or do they all kind of mush together at some? I think that's a really good question, really. And, I, mm. and for me, I believe, and I've always seen skin conditions, skin concerns, there is a root cause, really, mm. you know, and everyone would present it differently. Some rosacea, some acne, you know, some sensitive, some pigmentation, depending on lifestyle, gen- genetic predisposition, or mm. current, you know, current health status and everything. But the root cause majority is actually inflammation. You know, that's kind of like the big okay. thing that's causing yeah. the skin to present itself the way it wants right. to present. So the basically way. all skin conditions, all the gripes that people have with their skin, they can be traced back to a similar root yeah. cause which for example could be inflammation as you Absolutely. say okay Absolutely. cool um well skin I mean it's such a it's such a great topic to talk about because um skin is right there for everyone to look at so yeah. it's a really sensitive topic for a lot mm-hmm. of people mm-hmm. um <clears throat> it's very close to a lot of people's hearts and I know that a previous episode I did on acne with Lee Brandon it was a very popular episode because people just want to sort out their skin you know because it's mm. right there on show and yeah um so I'd, I'd love to dig into everything about skin today um this is what you do this is your specialty so so like let's let's get to know you and um how you got into skin health and what your story is yeah kick us okay. off so so I started off being a surgeon first, really, mm-hmm. you know, so that was my, I guess, coming from, as you know, coming from Malaysia, Chinese background, you know, want to, I grew up, how do you say, I grew up not feeling very confident myself, you know, I was more on the, the bigger side, um, I looked different, you know, I had, you know, I was darker skin tone, um, and I had spotty skin as well growing up as a teenager, so I had to depend on something else, not my looks, but I you know, depend on my brains. And I thought, what's the best thing to do is to be a surgeon, a female surgeon, really, (laughs) you know? So that's kind of like the trajectory I went down. And then life took uh, an interesting turn. Um, I lost my mom when I was 19 years old. She she passed when she was 46 Mm -hmm. years old. So I I grew up in my 20s without my uh, female role model. And then, so after after I finished, you know, graduated from medical school, went down the surgical route, I realized that, okay, it's not the lifestyle I wanted. I wanted a better work-life balance. I wanted a family, you know, and being a surgeon didn't allow me that. So I thought, okay, what could I do? And then I looked at aesthetics, first of all, aesthetic medicine, you know, Botox, fillers, that's because it's transferable skills. Mm-hmm. But as I was working with women, I just found it so 
fascinating because women would tell me their stories, you know, yes, they were worried about A-line, but there's other things that was underlining that, you know, what's going on, you know, they're not sleeping well, they're not eating well, you know, there's other things going on, you know, then maybe their skin's feeling really dry or skin feeling like something's going on. And then just before I turned 30, I was, um, I was going through a rough, um, I actually burnt out really. So I had a, um, a burnout, um, some, you know, a really bad relationship. And then I was diagnosed with early stage cervical um, cancer. Um, so luckily they they caught in time and it just kind of reframed my, I guess, my approach to health, you know, because you can, you can try to spend lots of money on products, skin treatments, and, but if you're not healthy inside, somehow it will, it will, it will come out one way or another you know so then I went to I went to the states to study functional medicine because that at that time was still very new I mean 40 I'm 45 now I'm, I'll be 45 in May not yet I'm 40 be 45 this year you know so functional medicine at that time was still very new you know so I went to the states to study that did a nutritional course uh, with integrative nutrition institute you know and then learn about hormone balance so then I realized that you know there's so much elements that goes into the skin not just what we apply on the skin, but you know, the nutrients we take in, the hormones that affect our skin as well. Because when we feel our best, when we feel happy, when we're in love, you know, when we are exercising, our skin just glows and we're doing something creatively, you mm. know, when we are you know, when you were pregnant, you know, you can have the pregnancy glow and everything. Why does that happen? It's because of hormones, really, you know. And if you're sad, you know, tired, and then that's that's when you look very great. It's also part of hormones. You know, and so that's kind of like and all, yeah and also um I just wanted to say when I was looking into your work um I just love your approach when you speak of how your your like you said creativity how you feel about yourself um just just all of the things that people don't address I love how you yeah. bring that into skin health as well but like you said there are so many um ways that people try to cover up their skin issues with like creams and medications and things but like you said it's just masking the issue yeah and it's fab that you've discovered that actually the skin it, it comes from the inside out yeah. so you need to fix the inside before you can expect to see a change on the outside yeah absolutely yeah. you know and I think you know I think for long-term effects really you know mm. skincare definitely has a role to play mm. and if you're using the wrong skincare, but then you're doing all the right things internally, your skin's going to, you know, it can get worse if you're using the wrong skincare. So I like to do it both sides. You know, you have mm -hmm. the external, you know, so we're talking about, let's say, reducing inflammation. You want to reduce inflammation externally as well as reducing inflammation internally as well so that you're, you're giving your skin its best chance because I believe, you know, your skin knows what to do. If mm -hmm. you don't do much to it, I always find that if I do less to my skin, my skin is happier. So the skin, like your body, you know, as you talk about as well, if you feed it right, the body would know what to do. If you mm -hmm. feed it right, the body knows how to detox. You don't need yes. to like consciously think, oh, how am I going to detox? No, you know, you feed it, you you create the environment yes. for it to flourish and then it will know what to do. So it's the same as skin. Really, yeah. you know, I think with skincare, because it's easy, it's something that we can do physically and we want to feel in control when we're breaking out or when we have rosacea, we have a rosacea flare up, or it's dry, you know, sensitive or wrinkled. We want to have some control. And the thing that we feel in control is physically buying something mm -hmm. because we are we are taking some control in what seems like we don't have control in. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. And I like to say to my clients as well, um, speaking of how the body can heal itself and can it, it knows what to do. I just say, look, you know, what did your mum have to do when you were in her tummy growing? Like, did she have to do anything? Did she have to think? Did she have, she probably sat on the couch. She probably yeah. watched some telly, you know, she, I can't imagine she was doing much. I mean, and, and also when I was pregnant, I can't say that I had much to do at all That's with true. the development of my child. So um, your body, hell yes, it knows what to do. So yes. you just need to give it the right ingredients, give it the mm -hmm. right environment, and then it will absolutely fix everything. It wants yeah. to heal. It wants wants That's to fix right. everything yeah. um, what what skin issues did you have then um, when you were going through your burnout phase 
I I went through phases, you know, acne, rashes. I I broke an eczema um, as well, so I do get. And also, I think last last summer I had a very bad um, eczema flare for three months. I just couldn't get on control, and I know the reason why. And then later on, then I had to, then I could repair my skin, really, you know. And so my I break out in that acne, kind of dry, sensitive eczema. Rosacea, not so much, but as I've aged, my skin has become more sensitive. Mm-hmm. So although it's not rosacea as in rosacea, rosacea, but my skin becomes very sensitive red, you know, I'm very, so I can't use products that I used to be able to, the strong products. I, I'm not able to use it now because my skin would just flare up, really. I mean, mm-hmm. so it's in a way to know that you still get flare-ups yeah. is, is sort of like, in a way it's comforting for people who know who who have it themselves and they're like well yeah. like even a doctor who knows what she's doing even she gets flare-ups every now and again but the, the thing is with you is that you know how to you know what's going on you know how to yes. control it and and you know bring it back in yeah um so let's let's kind of dive into um rosacea and then we'll see if other skin conditions come into it sure. so what is rosacea and how does it kind of set itself apart from other skin conditions i think rosacea is you know you get the superficial blood vessels mm. and quite superficially onto the skin so you can get a flare up so it looks very red now some people might confuse it with acne rosacea because they can look quite similar and a good way to test it is basically you stretch your skin and you just feel it. If there's bumps underneath, so like comodomes, as in what they call an acne, then that's more acne rosacea. But if you don't have any of the small bumps, but it's just, you know, just red, um, a flush, if you like, then that's more rosacea. And usually in the, they call it the butterfly area, you know, the cheeks and a bit of the nose as well, really, you know. So that's kind of, that's kind of, no one really knows what causes rosacea, you know, the exact cause. And most people, if you have it, you can never get rid of it. You know, it's just, it's so, the key is to find what your triggers are mm. and try to reduce them, you know, right. either eliminate them, reduce them or manage them, really. You can, know. can rosacea be autoimmune? It can, yeah. Is, so, but it's not always autoimmune. It's not, that's right. Yeah, okay. it's not always, you know. So, and also as we age, our skin thickness change you know our skin the the layers change because it gets thinner because we're dropping our estrogen we're not getting as much moisture you know we lose the 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 barrier if you like you know it's not as strong so because of that then our, our the redness you know becomes more obvious you know so it gets then it's just flares up that's so why I, I do see women have a flare of the rosacea maybe in the late 40s their 50s because they're going through the hormonal changes and then that's also changes the the fragility of the vessels as well then it's easier to break and everything and then it's that's when they notice the 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 redness a bit more so you would say that hormones are a yeah. big um cause. Are, are they always the cause or just they're not always the cause okay. sometimes but a lot of you your know. patients a lot of the patients do because, you know, my specialty is skin and hormones. So mm-hmm. a lot of my patients come because they're worried, you know, is it a hormonal problem? But it's interesting, I said, at the end of the day, hormones hormones go out of balance in response to something. Mm-hmm. They don't, don't so it's go, not the cause. It's not the cause. It's Absolutely. not the cause, it's, it's just the response. Cause. Yes, it's, it's yeah. the response. And because of the response, then your skin may produce that, you know. And if we go back down, it could be inflammation, it could be something, environment, it could be the gut could be food like you said you know how we how we regulate our sugar that's another big one as well you know because that can lead to inflammation you know and then stress that also can lead to inflammation you know so adult inflammation is a very big blanket word it's actually a lot of elements to it It, it's a blanket word for a reason yes like there's a good reason for inflammation to be the blanket word so Mm. um so you say hormones could be um it's literally like the step before rosacea for example like um but then before the hormonal imbalance comes a whole host of other possible root causes so you mentioned um pretty much nearly every system just then you said (laughs) gut food sensitivities um and um those sort of root causes can then lead to inflammation and hormone dysregulation and then the rosacea is the result yeah. of that 
So in that case, let's take it all the way back then to some of those root, root causes. So what are some of the common root causes that you see in your practice? I mean, the big one, um, because the women that come and see me generally, you know, are type A personality, they work hard, they, they're very hard on themselves. Um, I think that's generally all women. You know, I'm so. definitely one of the generally yeah, all too. women. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so either you're a career woman or you, you know, you stay at home mom or a career woman to become a home, stay at home mom. So we're very hard on ourselves. So we want to do a lot for ourselves. So I always find our body seeks equilibrium, but our body always either is in wear and tear or rest and repair. So if you're more in wear and tear, that's that is when things can go out of balance really, you know, then your body does not have time to repair itself. You know, we repair overnight. We sleep, we repair overnight. Our skin repairs overnight. But if we're not sleeping or we're not getting good quality of sleep, then our skin is not able to repair as well because of the sleep. You know, are we eating right? Are we absorbing the nutrients, number one? You know, are we detoxing the waste? Because if we're not detoxing the waste, then environment is polluted. So we're not able to use the nutrients that we think in or that we spend money on, you know, or even the supplements. If we spend money on supplements, we're not absorbing it to repair the skin, you know, yeah. so that's going to have an effect. Energy is a big thing. I mean, I love talking about energy and that's another whole topic as well, you know, because energy is said, it's kind of like we can produce energy, you know, but how is it being spent? You know, is it being spent um, putting out fires? Mm. in life or in our body or actually repairing our skin you know because if your body is trying to digest a very heavy meal or trying to fight the autoimmunity like you said you know it has no time or bother to fix to repair your skin it's the last thing it's like it's the last thing he wants to worry about (laughs) i I usually think like you know the skin the hair you know all the Mm. stuff that makes us feel beautiful it's literally the last thing on the list for your body (laughs) and also also the reproductive system so the creativity the the juices to feel you know the, the sexiness yeah that that dries up as well oh gosh so it's literally the last thing on the list and that's such a bummer for all of us <laughs> like if only it was, it was the first then we'd literally be glowing all day we'd but have the most I amazing know, hair but it's interesting though because because in a way your your body is so intelligent that it would do as much as possible to to fight repair you know um survive yeah like you yeah. know that it will a hierarchy keep, that's yeah. right it keep everything keep you together if you like keep you together you know holding it together and then by the time your skin breaks out that is usually so oh that's so many things going on before that you know so, so in a way when your skin is breaking out um you're already quite far down the line of um you know of of issues yeah. that are occurring yeah. um there's i i went to a conference once and i was listening to this fabulous um holistic health coach do a mm. speech and she said something really fascinating and i wonder if you agree with this she said before you get any symptoms like rosacea for example mm. or something like fatigue or you know um whatever like whatever symptoms you get mm. she said your body has been dealing with um, something for at least 12 years before you actually feel Mm. a symptom. And that was really fascinating. Like the fact that she said 12 years, Mm. that it's been kind of building up over that much time. And then you just get a symptom after 12 years, approximately. Like it's, it's interesting. Um, I didn't fact check it. I didn't like look at it. Yeah. I I don't know where she got the 12. Interesting. It sounds interesting. I don't know where she got the 12 years from. I, I won't be surprised. But I, I'm also thinking because we're so trained to ignore our mm. symptoms, mm. you know, whether it's a niggly, you know, like say tiredness or, you know, a sore throat or headache. I was like, oh, it's, you know, I'll sleep it, sleep it through. You know, yeah. we, we ignore, we ignore the signs or we medicate. Yeah. We self-medicate. And or then numb. Maybe, but maybe those small symptoms that we get day to day are actually like serious, kind of like, hello, something's going on here. Yeah. You don't fix it, then yeah, yeah. later on. I'll down scream the line, at you. Yeah. I'll scream at you, basically. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'll exactly. scream at you and then I'll I'll break out in like, you know, either psoriasis, mm-hmm. eczema, really bad rosacea flare up. You know, I'll scream at you. 
you know i mean i remember i had a patient she was young you know young young in, in her 20s when she's young yeah yeah she's 20s so she came with me for for acne rosacea so her also acne rosacea you know and so for her it was food yes is one thing but it's also how she was managing stress because she was going to exams you know and everything you know and so she wasn't sleeping right you know so all you know, on top of each other. And I think when you're younger, we think you are, we are, you know, we're super women, which we are, we are super women, but we, we take on a lot more, you know, yeah. and we are resilient. Our body is so resilient. But then after a while, then it's like, okay, it's, it's you know, our body gets tired and it wants your attention, basically. I mean, so one of the big root causes you're saying is stress. And that makes total sense because how many people can say that they get flare-ups of their skin issues when they're stressed? So for example, um, I've said this before on a podcast, but my husband, he gets a cold sore. Like every time he's stressed, he gets these, Mm. like he gets a couple actually. And he's, he hates it. He's just like, oh God. And I just, I know he's run down as soon as he's got that cold sore. Your immune system is down as well. Exactly. And um, I know that every other person who has a skin issue, like they say, oh God, like my skin is really bad. And it's because they're stressed. Um, so that is a huge um, root cause um, which we can go into kind of some stress management towards the end but um, what about the gut let's kind of slide over to that because that's a really interesting topic and that's something people can really kind of start to control like today Um, so how how does it come from the gut how does the gut cause inflammation (laughs) it's a big question it's a big topic (laughs) so okay I mean, like just go as, down as one you, avenue let's just go as, down one because as, as you know you know the gut contributes 70 percent of our immune system you know so it's so as the skin protects our external wall our gut protects us from kind of internal wall inside if you like you know right. so you have the defense system of your gut and then after that is your tight lining you know how tight it is you know whether it will allow other toxins as well so Inflammation can happen when that becomes leaky, you know, right. as probably your 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 listeners will, will know, when your gut lining or the defense system becomes compromised, really, you know. So that's when the body then puts in, it is under stress because people think stress is what I know of externally, but stress can happen internally as well because anything that puts your a burden on your body, really, that needs to work extra to mm-hmm. fight off either a threat a danger or potential harm mm. or injury as well really you know so so the gut lining we know that um usually it's nice and tight and it's designed yes. to only allow in the nutrients that you need and like you know the water and and, and it allows things to come out as well but only certain types that is safe for you and that nourishes you and that keeps you healthy yes but then um if your diet or your lifestyle or your stress levels aren't great or even medication even taking medications medications that's a big one which is funny Mm. because taking medication for skin issues could potentially yes but if that's another topic a lot yes (laughs) um so the lining can actually become um a little bit uh looser and a bit leaky Mm. like you said so they use the term leaky gut um i don't know how the doctors feel about that term um in the not so so (laughs) in traditional in 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 conventional medicine they don't really believe that happens Mm. you know um and i mean i'm glad there are younger doctors that are more open to Mm. learning about that if you like Mm. you know because apart from the physical um barrier and defense system you gotta also look at the the microbiome Mm. as well you know the environment of how it affects hormone regulation because how we detox you know, depends on how how healthy our microbiome is as well, really. You know, yeah. detox the drugs, detox the hormones as well. And if we're not able to do that, it's gonna back up, you know. Yeah. So when the when the gut becomes leaky, that's when mm. things can go into your system. That but from then on, that's, that's when right. stuff from the outside, toxins from the outside can actually enter your body and actually Absolutely. become part of you. Yeah. Um, and so that can then send off a cascade of issues like hormone dysregulation and um autoimmunity, which yeah. are both possible causes of yeah. skin conditions like rosacea. Correct. Absolutely. Um, so so what what causes leaky gut um or <laughs> what causes inflammation of the gut let's say 
Okay. So, <laughs> so um, put like a bit like let's start with food. Yeah, food. Yes, <laughs> I think highly processed food is one thing as well. You know, common triggers like gluten, dairy. Not everybody will be affected by it, really. You know, medication can affect you as well because you, let's say, for example, antibiotics. It affects your. It, kills off a lot of bacteria so when you kill off a lot of bacteria you get you get an overgrowth of candida or yeast in it as well you know and if you if you don't address it then that can lead to to leaky gut as well so it doesn't happen straight away because it's so it's so you know defense system is so good but it doesn't happen straight away usually you need to to have quite a lot of um either food issues or even stress as well because stress affects the stress hormone cortisol and cortisol has has actually been researched to show poke holes in the gut poke holes in the skin as well okay so and it also affects our other hormones as well like our thyroid so it reduces our thyroid so you don't have as much energy so when you don't have as much energy then you can't repair you can't fight off you know so there's a lot of things that go into it yeah like um how how would someone know if they their skin issue is possibly coming from the gut? Like, is there a sort of um, test they can do? Like, if they did some sort of elimination diet, or like, what sort of symptoms could they look out for as well? Yeah. So, if you get symptoms like you know you get belching, bloating, you know you get um, you get very tired after specific foods. Um, maybe you have difficulty going to the toilet or having diarrhea as well you know so it's not regular if you like you know you get stomach cramps as well you get headaches you know so a whole host of so if you think of if you got if you have possible leaky gut you are more you have more inflammation so joint pains you know mm. difficulty sleeping so other other symptoms of inflammation as well maybe you have runny nose or sore throat or something like that that can that can affect maybe you got very bad pms so you know um having other infections like vaginal trash or, you know, ulcers in the mouth, you know, different things as well. So that can be potential. Now, elimination, elimination diet, I'm always very cautious, really, you know, because we don't want to eliminate too much because then you can lead to nutrient deficiency, you know, and a lot I'm of people... surprised you say that from functional medicine I know, background. I know. They're all about elimination. I know, I know. Stuff, I but, know. But I, I agree think, with you. I think elimination diet is like, I, I always tell my patients like, we can trial it we can eliminate or reduce it depending on what you eat you know because because we have to be very careful because i think with the the i don't know, the rise of different diets it's very polarizing you know you either have this or none of that that kind of thing so people are so scared to eat anything you know and then that adds a stress and that's not healthy really you know so i always say we can trial it for three weeks and monitor you know and then if it doesn't work then it's not that you know, let's then let's try something else, really. You know, because sometimes it's not it's not that. Mm. You know, so I always tell my patients, um, because like food sense. So I always so once I do the elimination, then you know, based on their symptoms, they got symptoms. I love stool tests. You know, I use the GI three sixty by Doctor Data. You know, so it's very comprehensive. So I will look at that, and most of the time I'll find something really. Mm. You know that we I'll need a protocol to remove either the overgrowth, you know, rebalance it, you know, improve the detoxification. And then after that, then if they're still having issues with food and everything, then we'll do a food sensitivity test to to fine-tune, really, you know. Okay. So I'll use it more to fine fine-tune. I keep on hearing, and I don't know what you think about this, I keep on hearing dairy come up. Like it's come up in a previous conversation about acne. Mm. Um, it comes up with autoimmunity um, and it just comes up all the time and yeah. so like I, I think there's a lot to be said for that because um you know the way that it's produced these days isn't isn't great it's kind of stripped of yeah. a lot of its original nutrients and mm. um just the way it's like the, the quality of the cows that it's coming from or the yes yeah, um true. But, but then how do you find that that's a common food sensitivity that you come across or have you not found that in your practice I've not actually, to be honest, you know, because okay, I've got yeah. some patients who they can't drink milk, but they can eat cheese. Right. So that's kind of like, I think it depends on how it's made Yeah. as well. You know. it's, it's so interesting because 
I um I don't actually have many skin gripes to complain about. So mm. I've always had um good skin. Um my my dad always had good skin. My mum always lucky. had good skin. <laughs> I'm lucky, well done. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> um but I, I have to say one thing I did have a problem with and still do today is um I think it's some sort of eczema on my hands. Mm. So I think they call it dishatory. You get the little bumps. The bumps, the itchy bumps. The itchy bumps, yeah. So it started when I was about 12 years old and I had it really, really badly on my hands and at the back of my knees. And um, I had no idea like what to do with it. I think my mum took me to the doctors and I had some sort of antibiotic treatment Mm. treatment, and it actually disappeared. But to this day, what I find is my um, eczema on my hands actually comes mm. back and I think it's down to a food sensitivity mm. like linked to my gut which then messes mm. with my skin um, because I, I eat fairly clean let's say about 80% of the time but mm. then sometimes like I will spend like a few weeks just kind of relaxing completely and yeah, eating yeah. all the foods that I enjoy and not looking at ingredients and and my skin or my hands will flare up like every mm. single time. So I can't pinpoint what it is, but I, I suspect it's something to do with the ingredients in the processed foods, maybe even gluten. Yeah. Um, I also find when I eat a lot of cream, I get a sore throat. Yeah, So I get that. It's like the, yes. the mucus. Yes, mucus, like I get very yeah. mucusy and um, my, my throat starts to get sore like every mm. single time. I If I eat like a lot of dairy over a period of days, so I, I guess what I want to say here is people who are listening, it's really um, important that if you're dealing with skin issues, look out for symptoms and signs, yes. like little things, like don't ignore yes. them. So yeah. if you do have little rashes that come and go, if you do get a sore throat or mucus yes. or like try and draw some correlation between um some common food sensitivities yeah. to start with and then kind of work your way back so things like dairy um gluten, gluten peanuts peanuts um something mm. I, th- I think eggs eggs i know which is a shame because you know eggs <laughs> yeah. are so good good protein source but i've seen some people um sensitive to egg whites or egg yolks so mm, maybe there's a lot of sensitivities two. that show up on the mm. test right yes eggs, you know. which is interesting yeah so i always tell my patients like I think elimination diet is a good way to be in tune or learn to be in tune with the food you eat and document how you feel and your skin, you know? So I think it's a, it's an opportunity not to get, to get so pedantic about elimination, but more of like being more in tune really, you know, and noticing what, what feels good, you know, what feels good with your body, what feels good, uh, what doesn't feel good you know, and also your skin, what, what does it like? What doesn't it like? That can, and also notice, okay, if, if it doesn't like that, is it, is it that specific or, or is it the way it's being made? Or is it a different brand? There's so many, there's so many ways. So it's just to stay curious, mm, you know, stay, what, curious, yeah. stay curious, you know, like getting information because at the end of the day, it's like not everybody's skin will flare up with food. They yes, can, like you said, have headaches, can throat, you know, skin is just because it's so external. It's just easier. I think it's it's good in a way because it gives you a, an external visual barometer of what's going on inside of you, you know. So, I mean, I know it's like when I'm run down in sleep, you know, or I have too much salt, then my skin breaks out, you know. So that little thing, but I can have milk and I don't have a problem, you know. So, but then if I have less sleep and I drink milk, then I do have a problem. So those kind of things. It's, really. is that is that um, empowerment? that's really important and that everyone should have because Mm. once you're empowered with that knowledge that you know exactly what causes your breakouts then that is um all people ask for really and then they're in control I mean I have a friend Mm. who um, her forehead breaks out every time she has dairy like and she's made that correlation yes and sometimes I would see her and she's like oh yeah my skin's broken out because I just wanted dairy like I just had to do it Um, and that was her choice and it's the empowerment of that and and the empowerment that I feel that with my hands like I can control it 100% I just clean up my diet and it disappears yeah so um that's that's really what people want you know so I'd say food sensitivities yes um Mm. so try an elimination diet how long would you well I mean I know you said you don't like to like give it yeah I was I would say three three weeks okay three three weeks. weeks 
yeah. you know and then when they introduce it introduce it three days each food and notice again what happens to your body the mm. skin and everything really you know i think i think you just be better observing be it yeah be more an observer mm. really rather than reacting to yeah. you know when your skin breaks up or flares up so I mean it's interesting so we've said the gut and we've mentioned stress so mm. I think stress is a nice way to kind of kind of move into hormones a bit because mm. um obviously the stress hormone cortisol and um you know obviously from a poor diet you can have insulin um yes. kind of coming out and they're really dominant hormones like they're yeah. really dominant and they can mess up the entire system like the entire hormonal system they're right at the top of the hierarchy yes so if both of them are out of control if you have a highly processed diet if you eat a lot of sugar if you're highly stressed then mm. those two massive hormones the top are going to be like wrecking some havoc with yes. some of the hormones below so yes um let's move into hormones because I know okay. you work with females and um so how 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 do female hormones get affected and how can they affect the skin so hormones are like chemical messengers that allow communication between different parts of the bodies you know so we want the communication to be smooth and um adult <laughs> mature once in a while miscommunication can happen or divorce basically you know one part of the body does not talk to the other parts which so that's not the ideal so hormones you know there's 50 plus hormones in the body but i found like six major ones that affect the skin so we talked about cortisol the stress hormone and but we need cortisol don't forget we need cortisol so you know because there are stress hormones we need it because we need it to wake up we need mm -hmm. it for energy we need to focus we do need it you know insulin is another one insulin i call it the the gatekeeper you know so it controls the sugar that comes the fuel i want to say glucose not sugar glucose that fuels our brain fuels our cells and everything then you've got the thyroid as well so that is metabolism the weight energy controls the energy when it's very low you get very dry skin when it gets high you can get very flush skin as well so that rosacea you know you can get high um high thyroid as well hyperactive I, I, I had a hyperactive thyroid yeah uh, i can't remember if i was flush though but um but i do remember that that yeah i do remember that time that was an interesting time but um i i should have taken note of my skin actually yeah, yeah i said you know and then and then you got the estrogen um so i call the estrogen the diva hormone because mm. it makes you feel like a woman you know or juicy round makes you feel like a diva basically yes. you know but too little you just feel dry up you know and it's you know and then your skin's very dry you know less loss of elasticity firmness but you have too much you get very bloated you feel you're too diva you become you know you yeah, feel like yeah. a bit you feel like yeah. a you know, bitch basically <laughs> <laughs> that's the diva hormone and then you got the progesterone which is the the calming best friend so you need progesterone because it helps to calm the skin so if, when your skin breaks out when you have rosacea it could be a low progesterone thing or it could be a high estrogen so you have too much diva you are like i said bloated everything's just red angry um pigmentation you know things starts coming out so some rosaceous estrogen dominance as well which means you have too much estrogen or too little progesterone right as well and then the last one is test testosterone so that's the male hormone um, which is also found in females but it's very important i call it the, the bad boyfriend you need a little amounts because it makes you feel sexy and confident you know and, <laughs> but you, too much then it's a bit sleazy and no it doesn't ECOS ECOS, like, yes yeah. absolutely yeah. you know so that's kind of like the nutshell hormones one-on-one really yeah yeah um i love how you say about estrogen and progesterone and so basically what you're saying is if if someone let's say does have some sort of um, hormonal imbalance like um like if there's estrogen dominance for example I, I i know that some of the symptoms can be like really bad pms like sore breasts and mm -hmm. poor moods and water retention um, yes. water retention so if you tend to get those symptoms and you have skin issues like rosacea yeah. Um, then it's a hormone like yeah. it's linked to hormones um yes. so how how would um how are women different from men when it comes to skin do, do women have it harder than men as yes as unfortunately <laughs> yes i was unfortunately i was yes <laughs> women we're great we're great, yeah, we're great. like everything's great <laughs> i know <laughs> i i think men has less um 
fluctuation in hormone, you know, because women, every month, our hormones change. So our skin changes throughout the month. Um, mm. So men do not have that um, changes. So, so in a way, men, it's easier for them mm. to you know, find the issue, deal with it. And then, you know, they don't need that many products as well because their skin is thicker. So it's it's a bit more resilient compared to women as we age, you know, we drop our estrogen. Um, so skin gets thinner. We drop progesterone. So it's a bit more reactive, more sensitive. So it's, it's easily triggered, our mm. skin. So then we need more things to soothe our skin. Compared to men, you don't need that much, really. You know, so that's a, big difference I find with women because of the fluctuation of the hormones mm-hmm. our skin changing dramatically as we age um, and the the changing re- resilience but also the I think women take on a lot more so the stress load the mental load is a lot more you know and women how we deal with stress is very different as well you know because the change of hormones our resilience to stress right. is, is different as well really so yeah, I, I say it's bad for women. Yeah, you know, we are handed the, was it the losing end? <laughs> it's kind of like, because um, by yeah. knowing, yeah, by, by knowing what happens, we can actually maximize it, if you like. Mm. Yeah, we can maximize it. You know, we can know when to do most of our anti-aging treatments to maximize collagen production during mm. our cycle as well. You know, so those kind of little things. Yeah. Is, is there any way in your practice that you help women identify which hormones could be out of balance? Yeah, so when a new patient comes to see me, I, I give them a 30-page questionnaire. It's quite long, but it's a it's an in-depth functional questionnaire, including a skin questionnaire as well. So there is a, a part on hormones and there's some symptoms that are on specific hormones. And then after that, um, I do a Dutch test. So my favorite hormone test is a Dutch test, Same. which is a... Yeah, urine test, you know, then we can we can look at what the hormones are doing. Sometimes I do request a blood hormone test as well for specific hormones. Um and then and then we can look at the the whole picture, really, you know. So again, depends on whether a patient can afford the test as mm. well. It should be expensive. Stop. They are expensive, you know, but I understand why, because it's you know, they have to send it to the, the lab in the States and it's it's very detailed, comprehensive. I always tell my patients. We will only do it if it would change the management plan. But if it doesn't change the management plan, then, you know, it's not going to change anything, really. But if you can afford it and you want to know what your body is doing, yes, by all means, we can, it's, it's good to know. Really, mm. you feel you feel empowered by knowing what your body is doing. You feel very empowered, and also yeah. with the, the Dutch test, I, I particularly like it because it tells you about all the um, kind of metabolites mm. and um, I, I think off the top of my head, like B twelve, B six, and yeah, the organic acids, um, organic acids they've added, um, yes. which is is really empowering information, and it helps you kind mm. of put together a supplement plan and yes, um, it just it just helps you put the the pieces together. So if yeah. you figure out what's going on with your body, it's a really handy. Sure test I think um are you do you do any other tests like are you look do you look at environmental toxins much and like heavy metals because I know there's some links between like high mercury and bad skin and um do you venture down that road I don't because I I want to I focus on the again I say focus on the detoxification system right you know and usually when I do that then by the time we've cleared all that their skin's already improved so okay. I don't venture down that route because that's very specialist mm. because if you do it and if you were to detox heavy metals and everything, then it's a, you need to be very careful. Yeah. I mean, it's that it's very specialized to kind of, then if you mm. find that you have high mercury or if you find that you have high lead or something yeah, to actually yeah. get rid of it is yes. another, another, um, yeah, and it's, yeah. it's another avenue completely. So um, yeah, I get that. So if someone has um, skin issues then and they, you know, they've been told to apply, you know, antibiotics and like creams and um, what would your advice be to them if if that's where they're at? So I think the first thing would be quite good to reduce inflammation externally, you know, first. So look at your products, Um, actually simplifying your skin products and not use so much active ingredients. Um, I think, you know, 
we have come to the stage where we know too much active ingredients can be too irritating to the skin, you know, whether it's retinol, benzoyl peroxide or azelaic acid, they have a role to play. Uh, but sometimes it can be overused, really. And then it comes to a point where the skin no longer repairs, but the epidermal barrier, which is the most superficial layer of the barrier, which holds the moisture in, gets impaired. So the barrier is impaired. And that's when, you know, moisture goes out, your skin gets dry really easily. And then you can potentially get what they call leaky skin. So you got leaky gut, you can get leaky skin, you know, so you can get then much more increased triggers as well, you know, just get more sensitive as well. So I would say stop all your active ingredients. Um, and when I tell my patients this, depends on, you know, if they're so used to using it, they freak out a little bit because like, again, I said, you know, that's what they are used to. I think it's probably the same, like you say, if somebody's used to taking 10 supplements a day and if you just, just not stop that just for a while, yeah. Just give your, your body a reset. You're like, I don't know if I can, you know, because, because in a way, yeah. yeah. Go on. Because you're, in a way, you're trusting your skin to do, because we, we want to see what it's doing. Mm. You're trusting your skin to to repair by just giving very little. You just got to you know, trust it, but like, you it's scary. It. It's like, it is scary. Oh. So, so you got to trust yourself that, like, okay, you can, you know. So if they are on very strong products, um, depending on the patient's personality and, you know, everything, I either wean them off it or they go cold turkey, you know, so none of their active ingredients, then simple things, very gentle cleanser. So nothing with acids, nothing with scrubs, no toners, you know, all that, especially with rosacea, none of that really, you know, then gentle milky cleanser, then you can use a hyaluronic acid to hydrate and then a moisturizer, you know, just very simple and SPF, just very, very simple, very calming uh, ingredients, you know, just, so that's kind of like, the external part of things that you can apply but also when you're applying it are you in a rush are you slapping things on are you very slowing down you know like i said because we talked about you know stress but it's really the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system so the sympathetic nervous system as you know is kind of the fight flight freeze fawn flap mode really you know that's when you're flush you know mm. you get blood circulation to your your system or your your surface the parasympathetic is just when you're at rest, you're digesting, you're repairing, you're sleeping, you know, that's like, you know, like the water, the calming, really. So we want to activate that more, boost that more, you know, mm. especially when you're rosacea. Um, so that's why lots of breathing techniques, you know, maybe when you're doing treatments, you can massage, massage your face, really, you know, so like gua sha, gua sha or lymphatic drainage, um, you know, tapping, that also helps as well you know or meditation if you are into meditation so all those kind of little things that's really you know. interesting how you draw personality types to skin issues I, <laughs> I haven't come across that because when you say someone who who is a type a personality who like mm -hmm. you said flaps and and you know feels stressed and is always in a rush and um go 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 mm -hmm. how that type of person you've actually kind of drawn the mechanism of how that person can actually be more likely to have skin issues yeah. than someone who is calm and relaxed so if someone is go 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 type a um i mean for i i wouldn't call myself a type a i'm not a type a personality but i i definitely have a flap kind of lifestyle um because <laughs> i've got two young children um and it's just life is busy as you as you know it's the season um, i know it's a season it's of your life season of life and, and i think I mean, I, I try to tell my patients as well, it's like, we can't stop our skin flaring up. Mm. If you're prone to it, we can't stop because... I mean, even you get it. I get is, it. Yeah. Because I'm a mum, you know, my son is six and sometimes he has, you know, sometimes I have bad sleep because I'm going through perimenopause. It's, we are living life. If mm. we are, you know, if we are up in the mountains meditating all day like mm. a Buddha, we will not have skin problems, <laughs> you know, but that's not real life. Really. It's not. You know? It's not no. real life. So, yeah. uh, you know, so I like to teach my patients, like, how can you make your skin resilient to the life that you have or you want to have? That's another thing you want to have. And by making your skin resilient, resilient the, the, the path that you take to make your skin resilient will make you yourself resilient in life mm -hmm. as well, really, you know. And by doing that, then, then you become more the observer you know, of when things go wrong, you know, because now it's like when I, I do breakouts, I know it will pass. 
I know I get pigmentation, but I know I can get rid of it because yeah. I know I've learned, you know, what happens. Okay. I mean, I do find like, you know, my patients who are younger, when they break out, then they, you know, we catastrophize. We always have that, yeah. you know, is, is this is this going to be my life forever? Am I never going to get rid of it? You know, it's like, say like, no, breathe. Of course, now you feels like the world's, you know, it's like, Whatever. And they, t- they, they internalize it and make it part of their identity and, Absolutely. and they are whereas Absolutely. um you're saying you should get to a stage where it's like look you know be the observer stand back and yeah. just know that it will pass just as yeah. you've just got to find what causes the flare-ups and you yeah. know what calms it and then go through with that you you said this really you said this great thing that I just have to bring up um, one of your posts on Instagram, you said something about how the way you feel about yourself and your self-image comes out in your skin. And I just thought that was so good because I, I'm I'm 100% like believe that, that the way you see yourself and the, the thoughts you have, they manifest themselves in yeah. your life and on your body. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was only just um, thinking this morning about um, just just kind of illnesses in general like just not mm. casual thinking like oh, let me just kind of consider illnesses as I sit here and journal but I, I but basically <laughs> I, um, I was thinking how um, your self-image and how your um, beliefs and the, the, the issues that you have to work on in yourself mm. how they can manifest themselves as illnesses if you don't sort them out yeah. um, there's this uh, oh, this! I love Gary Zukov. Are you a fan of like spiritual teaching? I love it. Oh, Gary Zukov, are you a fan? The I Caesar don't know soul? the Caesar soul. I've not read that one. I'm just recently been to Jeff Brown. So Jeff, oh, I need to write him down then. Yeah, Jeff so Brown. Jeff okay, Brown. Yeah, I'll write that down because I'm always yeah, I love for new people. Um, but basically, his thing is, he says, um, if you have some issues that you you haven't sorted out like if you've got anger issues or you know if you he said when you feel angry where mm-hmm. do you feel it and he's basically saying do you feel it in your shoulders do you feel it in your throat do you feel it in your stomach and he said wherever you feel that pain mm-hmm. don't be surprised if an illness kind of makes Comes itself up. known there so and yeah. what I found really really interesting okay is I um whenever I'm afraid um mm-hmm. or scared or it, uh, it catches in my throat mm. and I can't speak so that, mm. that's my thing like yeah, I, yeah. I when I'm afraid I can't speak like I, yeah. my words can't come out um and I I have thyroid problems interesting like, isn't it? it's a very interesting when I, I love like because <clears throat> this book there's a book called the body keeps score I can't remember the mm, name of it, yes but, but yeah, that's another one that. yeah it's a really good one score. Because, you know, according to like Chinese medicine as well, you know, they they link emotions to organs, like anger with the liver. Mm. So people who have liver issues, you know, yes, you can do all the detoxification stuff and, you know, eat all the artichokes and all the things you want. But do you have anger issues that you are suppressing, you know, because that will suppress the energy, the chi in the liver. So it's not allowed to move out of your system, really, mm. you know. So I... I love that, you know, and I try to bring that into, into my work really, because I think we, I think deep down, we all know what to do. Mm-hmm. We all know it's totally. not, it's not yeah. rocket science no. really, you know, but there are things blocking it, mm. you know, and, and, you know, with, I mean, with food um, cravings, that's another layer as well, you know, and then the, the, the self-confidence or self-love to, to be able to do that, you know, whether you feel that you deserve it. I mean, I have a patient who, who wants her skin, you know, her skin clears, but every time she breaks out, she will go out and buy new products. Every time. She can't help it. She just can't help it. And then she'll use it. She doesn't like it. She will break out more and she'll freak out. She'd come back and say, what do I do? I'm like, just pare it down. You know what to do. You've done it before. So pare it down. Just come down like, you know, and see. So it's kind of like, so how can you like know Again, this is not to not to beat yourself up, not to say you're a bad person, because we all do it at some point. And then just to be curious, okay, find out why do you do the things that you do? You know, is there another reason why you do the things that why do you self-sabotage? Really? Because we all do some some level, really, you mm. know, because I think, you know, when we talk about the self-image, um, yes, our thoughts, but also what we say to ourselves, because when we look in the mirror, you know, for me it's that like everything's energy. 
when we look in the mirror, what we say, it bounces off the mirror and comes back to us. Mm. Okay. And our body, our cells will absorb that energy, really, you know. So I don't know, there is a there is a experiment, I can't remember the name of the Japanese researcher. I think it's called Miyoto. Iko Miyoto is called the rice experiment. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of it. No, never. No. So he looks at he wanted to look at the influence of words in matter. So he took three um three beakers, put rice and water in them. So the first beaker, he said, you know, kind words every day, you know, so thank you, you know, I love you, everything. The second beaker he said really nasty words, you know, you're stupid, you know, why are you doing it wrong? Or derogative words. The last beaker, it was um totally ignore. You know, totally ignore. So after 20 days, he found the first beaker with the good words was um, fermenting really nice sweet smell. The second beaker with the derogative words was um, moldy, black, you know, dark. And the one that he completely ignored was also, you know, rotting and smelly. So he came to a conclusion was, you know, nourishing, um, encouraging words, kind of like mm-hmm. heal, you know, nourish, you know, kind of like make something beautiful compared to derogative words or even complete blatant ignorance or completely yeah, ignoring which something bad, yeah. which is just as bad really you know i think they've and done experiments like on plants ba- as on well plants. they've done it on plants and also um like, i mean i can't i can't recall uh, the experiment at all but mm. even just water like like you said speaking to water yes. um they i, I, I photograph yes Yes, like looking at the molecules of water and the actual yeah. molecules change when you speak yeah. to it badly mm. and they 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 change in a nice way if you speak to it nicely. So, yeah. I mean, it goes to say, I mean, and like you said, children, you know, yes. it's, gosh, you've got to be careful how you speak to your kids, yes. right? Because they're <laughs> taking it all in. Mm. Um, and so why can't it be the same for your skin? Like if mm. you're, um, if, if you have bad things to say about yourself and you're not kind to yourself, um, who's to say that it's not going to manifest itself in you as yeah. well? It's so True. interesting. And you said that the skin is like a mask for yeah. um, it's like a mask that you wear. So you've got to kind of choose what what mask yes. you wear, which <laughs> is really interesting. That's true. So do you um overall, do you recommend that people come off um skin medications altogether? What about okay? Um, I know you're gonna say yes that to that, like people come no, off. No, no, no. No, not this. Like, okay, for example, like if somebody has really bad eczema mm. or psoriasis or rosacea and the body is just attacking itself, mm. you know, like autoimmunity, if you suddenly come off your steroids right. and all that, it can flare up, you know, okay. a lot. So because you've got to be careful with which you've got to be careful. You recommend that to absolutely. You. Absolutely. Okay. You know, so I wouldn't say suddenly like shh and everything. Yeah. So, okay, what would you recommend the perfect skincare routine would be? Like, what do you do for yourself? Would you recommend to your patients? I'm sure it's unique from person to person. But overall, if someone's listening and they're like, right, what do I do? Like, Okay, so sim- simplifying your skin routine, like I said, a gentle cleanser. Um, you know, La Roche-Posay is really good. I think the Tolerin range is really gentle. You know, no acids, no toners, no exfoliating scrubs. Mm-hmm. Um, hyaluronic acid and a moisturizer. Um, SPF in the daytime. And nighttime, if you live in, um, you know, dry, cold environment or a room that has aircon a lot, then you might want to put in a facial oil at nighttime. You know, something really... So again, nourishing, hydrating, calming skin products. And, and is you it know. true that if you look at the ingredients and water is the first ingredient, yeah, that, that's to be avoided? Is that true? Um, no, not that I. Okay, right, I don't. Right. I don't follow okay. that. I don't um, follow what, what What's your view on applying just oil? Because I'm just speaking for myself right now, just quickly. Um, I just apply <laughs> um some almond oil. Um, okay, and that's just my thing. Like that's just yeah. If it's your thing, then okay. if it works for you, all that's right. great. You know, that's because sweet. like I at nighttime I use rose hip oil. That's all I use okay. at nighttime. You know, so that's really good for it's vitamin like, there's A. Literally no other ingredients. It's just yeah. rose hip oil. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know. So some 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 patients some women will be okay with oils some women they don't right. do well with oils so again you try and see whether it works for you basically okay. um and so so basically you're saying keep it as simple as possible simple um, as possible chew your food chew your food <laughs> what about makeup drink, drink plenty of water uh, drink, that's a big one that's big, a big one. one drink plenty of water absolutely yeah. you know alkalize your water that's even better Okay. You know, if you can. Um and um poo every day so that you're detoxing. 
mm. you know if you can do a lymphatic drainage in terms of like learn how to massage your face mm, so okay. that you can you know get rid of the the lymph and everything what did you ask me uh, makeup makeup okay yeah. if you can avoid it avoid it um i don't you know i find powder ones are not good powdered foundations um you know eye makeup and everything that's fine they're very drying and they can clog up your pores as well really you know so i would avoid that if you can cream cream foundation is okay you know um i think there's a brand called isla isla foundation so they are quite clean you know it doesn't break you out um not not irritating as well so that's pretty good and then um yeah if you can avoid it yeah just avoid it if you can i mean other eye makeup and everything that's okay but it's more like foundation yeah okay um well i mean is there anything else that kind of wraps everything up we've had a really thorough conversation i know really we have that. that was fun um, everything from from poo to makeup basically. <laughs> to makeup to like spirituality and like yes i love it um so i love conversations like that um but is is there anything that you think okay like we've got to just talk about this this is really important regarding skin health rosacea hmm. yeah I, I think you realize that you know your skin is a living breathing organ you know, with its with its own feelings mm. and own memory as well. You know, so your skin knows what to do. So learn to be friends with it. It will change, really. You know, it will change as you grow older. So just learn to be her best friend um, and just nourish it. And then, you know, when you you want to do something good for your friend, then she will look after you. Mm. I was I was like to to kind of say that. Then when you do that, then you realize actually she's not your enemy. She's she's just giving you signals, um, so that you listen. You listen to her, really, and then just see, be curious and see where it leads you. Really, mm. self exploration. I, like I like that. So it's like a trigger to explore yourself. Yeah, yeah I like that. Oh, Dr. Terry, that was <laughs> such a good conversation. I really You're enjoyed welcome. that. Thank you me so too. much for coming on and um, for squeezing me in between patients. Um, I know you've been busy, but um, oh, we have to do this again. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Thank you so much, Tamara. I'm Tamara Walpole, and you've been listening to Your Body's Way. If you haven't already, please subscribe, share, rate, and review this podcast. You can find me on Instagram as Tamara Walpole Nutrition. Join me next time for some more juicy information on how to help you on your journey to your best self yet. Your body's way is the only way. Chat soon.